Now hear the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. John. Glory, Glory to, to you, Lord Christ. So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, whoever feeds on me, he also will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like the bread the fathers ate and died. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. Jesus said these things in the synagogue as he taught at Capernaum. The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Christ. Christ. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen. Today, we read the third of our four weeks in the Bread of Life discourse from the Gospel of John. And we remember the Johannine community, the community to which John wrote, the community in between, the wilderness community, of people no longer welcome in the synagogues and persecuted in the Greco-Roman culture of their day, called atheists because they did not believe in the gods and called um, irreligious because they did not worship in a temple. Suspect in both communities because they claimed to come together to feast on the flesh and blood of Christ. John sets this discourse squarely within the story and the people of Israel. He begins as we hear about the people gathered around Jesus on the hillside on the far side of the lake. John tells us the time of the Passover was near. And as we close today's lesson with the reminder that Jesus taught these things in the synagogue while at Capernaum. Thus, John gives us cues as to how we're to read this in light of the Exodus story. So let's explore the Exodus story in this Bread of Life discourse a little bit today. Exodus begins with Israel in bondage in Egypt. We see in John's discourse, Israel in bondage, not as they think to Rome, but still bonded in bondage to sin and death. In the Exodus story, God calls Moses. And the people respond initially with, who does he think he is? Are you to judge between me and my brother? Are you to kill me like you killed the Egyptian? And last week we heard the people respond to Jesus. Who is this? How can he say he's the bread come down from heaven? This is the son of Joseph. We know his mother and father. Who is this? Moses declares God's will to Pharaoh with signs and wonders, and yet Pharaoh did not recognize the work of God because his heart was hardened. We heard two weeks ago the demand for a sign, even after the miraculous feeding and even in Mark's gospel where we heard this, we heard that the disciples did not recognize Jesus because their hearts were hardened. God brings Israel out of bondage and into the wilderness. Israel encounters God on the mountain revealed in a pillar of fire. God gives his word, his law, his commandment, and his covenant to Israel. 
they hear this will for the community. And we heard Jesus reveal the work of God as believing in Jesus as the one sent from God. Israel looks back at Egypt and grumbles about God. Why did you bring us out here to die? At least in Egypt we sat among the flesh pots and had our fill. Can God set a table in the wilderness? We heard last week about the crowd grumbling about Jesus saying that he was the bread from heaven. God feeds Israel with manna in the wilderness. We heard the crowd refer to this miracle of the bread of heaven last week, and again we hear about it this week. And yet Israel, having seen the glory of God, having feasted on the bread of heaven in the wilderness, comes to the edge of the promised land. They send scouts into the land, and they hear about the land flowing with milk and honey, with clusters of grapes so large it takes two men to carry them. Everything just as God has promised. And yet, they fear the people of the land. They do not trust God to lead them into the land. And so that generation did not enter into the land of promise, but wandered in the desert for 40 years until all except Joshua and Caleb had died. We heard last week, as Jesus referenced this lack of faith in the fullness of the promise of God, as he said to the people, your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness and they died there because they did not trust God to follow through and lead them into the land of the promise. And now we come to this week's passage as Jesus comes to the heart of his teaching. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, there is no life in you. This is not a judgmental or a conditional statement. It's simply a statement of truth. It's much like saying, if you don't breathe, you will die. Or, if you do not cross the Jordan into the promised land, you will stay in the wilderness. As Israel prepares to enter into the promised land under the leadership of Joshua, the pre-incarnate Christ appears to Joshua as the commander of the Lord's army. Joshua asks, are you with us or against us? And the response is, no. God is neither for us or against us. Because that question establishes a me standard. It attempts to define God in relation to us. We are either for God or against God. God is the standard of reference and we define our location according to God rather than defining God according to our location. Are we with God or against God? Jesus goes on. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise him up on the last day for my flesh is true food and my blood true drink. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. Just as Israel had to cross the Jordan to enter into the promised land, we must cross into the kingdom of God through the cross. Paul puts it this way. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, 
we too might walk in newness of life as we participate in the life, death, and resurrection of Christ by word and by sacrament. We abide. We make our dwelling place with Christ in the kingdom of God. We dwell no longer in sin and death, but in life and love. We know this because all life is in the Father. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever feeds on me, he also will live because of me. We abide in Christ. We abide in life. And as Christ abides in us, we live as the body of Christ, taken, blessed, broken, and given for the life of the world. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.